In this bulletin, 120 personnel from the Australian Defence Forces sent to Queensland to help with the recovery efforts post-storms and heavy rain. Melbourne Research Centre seeing promising exploration in diabetes cure and an earthquake hits Japan New Year's Day. The Australian Defence Force will be sent into southeast Queensland to help with the recovery from the storms and heavy rain. Federal Emergency Management Minister Murray Watt has confirmed 120 personnel will lead the Gold Coast to uh, Scenic Rim and Logan from Thursday. The assistance comes amid ongoing flood warnings in the state's corner. Capricornia and southeast coast regions, with heavy rainfall also forecast for Brisbane and Sunshine Coast. Really the reason for activating ADF personnel now is that while Queensland had access both internally and through other states to a range of resources leading up to now, the compounding effect of this heavy rainfall and flooding on the damage that we'd already seen with the storms meant that, uh, frankly, Queensland did need a bit of a hand with extra resources uh, and uh, they were brave enough to ask and we we were happy to deliver with that uh, support as well. Authorities are reminding residents that the risk of flash flooding across southeast Queensland remains high and have urged people in affected areas to stay off the roads. Mr Watt has also said the government will continue to monitor heavy rain and storms in New South Wales in the Northern Rivers region. The end of unstable commercial logging in Western Australia could save almost 20,000 square kilometres of forest, the state government says, chopping down native curry, jarra and wandu hardwood in the state's southwest and selling it is banned from Monday this week. Under the new forest management plan 2024-2033, native timbers can only be felled for ecological thinning to enhance forest health and resilience from drought and bushfires. The government has invested $350 million in WA's softwood pine plantations to supply the construction industry with timber. Much of Australia's east coast continues to be lashed with rainfall as wild weather moves south to parts of New South Wales and Victoria. South-east Queensland is waking to the aftermath of a week-long barrage of storms and heavy rain, with the risk of severe storms continuing today, Wednesday. Dozens of Australian Defence Force troops have been deployed across the state to help with the storm's recovery, while authorities continue to restore power to about 11,000 homes. Hundreds of roads have been closed because of flooding, with heavy rainfall increasing the potential for landslides and fallen debris. Dozens of people have needed to be rescued from floodwaters since severe weather began over Christmas. A Sydney man who was found inside his burning apartment on January 1st has died in hospital from critical injuries. The 44 45-year-old man was located in the top floor unit in Meadowbank and treated at the scene for significant injuries. 
He was taken to the Royal North Shore Hospital in critical condition, but later died. Authorities are investigating the cause of the blaze. People living with type 1 diabetes could see a cure within a decade, thanks to the work of Melbourne Research Centre. The Baker Heart and Diabetes Institute has found a way to rewire donated pancreatic cells to produce insulin, countering the damage caused by the condition. Amelia is one of the 134,000 Australians living with type 1 diabetes and depends on daily insulin injections. She was diagnosed five months ago at age 35 and says it has impacted every part of her day-to-day life. It is incredibly exciting, not just the prospect that, yes, in a couple of years, we might have something that can regenerate the cells that make my pancreas produce insulin. That's super exciting. But it's also really exciting just to know that even though we're a smaller number of people with diabetes, there's still research happening. And there's the possibility that for all of us, uh, yeah, we might be able to say at at least goodbye to some of this 24-7 job. The medication is set to begin preclinical animal trials with hopes treatment will be available within a decade. Court Systems Victoria, CSV, has apologised for any distress caused by a cyber attack on the audio-visual technology network used in the state's courts and tribunals. The breach occurred between the 1st of November and the 21st of December and involves unauthorised access to files saved on the network, including video and audio recordings and transcriptions. In the statement, CEO Louise Anderson says Court Services Victoria acknowledges the incident will be upsetting for those involved in hearings during that time. However, she notes that almost all court and tribunal hearings are held in the public and are not confidential. CSV says no other systems or personal records were accessed. Victorian Premier Ben Carroll has told ABC News the government is working to identify the source of the attack. I understand court operations have not been affected. I understand that this attack has been essentially confined and uh, all court cases, uh, all hearings, uh, all evidence, all procedure is, uh, being th- is thoroughly protected and uh, we're very confident that we'll get to the bottom of it. In international news, the government says it's legal for Australians to fight for other nations' armies. Amid reports, an Australian serving in the Israeli army has died in Gaza. ABC News has reported that dual Australian-Israeli citizen Leo Savan died in an ambush on the 19th of December. According to ABC, Mr Savan who lived in Israel, was called up to the Israeli Defence Forces after the Hamas attack on Israel in on 7th of October. Government spokesman Mark Butler has expressed condolences to Mr Savan's family and says it is legal for Australians to serve in foreign armies. But he says that would not apply to Ali Bazi, an Australian killed by Israel Israel in Lebanon, who Hezbollah later claimed as a fighter. 
Hezbollah is a listed terrorist organisation. It is a criminal offence for Australians to engage in hostile activities overseas, other, as I just said, other than as part of the formal armed forces of a foreign nation. Uh, there are very clear penalties in Australian law, have been for a long time, which include sanctions like the possible cancellation of passports. Mr Butler says the government is seeking to confirm reports about both men. Russia has rained missiles down on Ukrainian capital, Kiev, and other cities after Russia warned of an intensifying air bombardment. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky says four were killed in the attacks, and the mayor of Kiev says at least 41 were wounded in the city. Multi-storey buildings and civilian infrastructure were severely damaged in the explosions. One local resident says it was terrifying moment. I heard a very loud explosion. We live in the furthest block from here, but our closet plastic windows got opened up. I thought that the apartment block was hit because there was a very bright light. The attacks are part of a days-long escalation. Less than 24 hours after the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, said Moscow would intensify strikes on Ukraine. He says the attacks are in response to an unprecedented Ukrainian attack on Russian city Belgorod, which he labeled as a terrorist attack. South Korea's opposition leader, Lee Jae-myung, has been stabbed in the neck while touring Busan, but hospital officials say the injury is not life-threatening. Local media is reporting that Lee was attacked by an unknown man while touring the site of a potential airport. Video footage captured a man approaching Lee in the crowd before he fell to the ground bleeding at the neck. An unofficial, an official from um, the Pusan National University Hospital said Lee has said since been transferred to Seoul after undergoing emergency treatment and CT scans. Lee's Democratic Party has condemned the incident as an act of terror and a threat to democracy. The assailant was subdued and arrested at the scene. A powerful earthquake that hit central Japan on New Year's Day has killed at least five people, as police and local authorities report cases of bodies being pulled from rubble of collapsed buildings. The quake with a preliminary magnitude of 7.6 struck the middle of the afternoon on the 1st destroying buildings, knocking out power to tens of thousands of homes and prompting residents in some coastal areas to flee to higher ground. It also triggered waves about one metre high along Japan's long western seaboard as well as in neighbouring South Korea. Daniel Smith, an American resident of Japan, could feel the quake in the town of Toyama. Uh, The first, uh, it just started very slowly. And, and and everybody kind of left it off. You know, they thought, ah, oh, this is this is uh, kind of humorous, you know, on New Year's Day. And then it's then it's just a violent shaking. I mean, violent shaking. Army personnel were dispatched to help with the rescue operations, while one local airport was shut down after the tor- the quake tore open cracks on the runway. Prime Minister 
Anthony Albanese says 12 Australians who were on board a Japan Airlines flight that collided with a Coast Guard aircraft and burst into flames are safe and accounted for. All 379 people on board the flight escaped the burning airline after the collision at Tokyo's Hanada Airport. Uh, Although five of the six crew on the smaller plane died in the incident. The smaller Coast Guard plane was heading to Nagata Airport on the Japanese west coast to deliver aid following the devastating earthquake on New Year's Day. Prime Minister Albanese says the aircraft collision was tragic, but all Australians involved have escaped uninjured. Tragically, there was a a plane crash at Haneda Airport uh, in Tokyo. Uh, We understand that there were 12 Australians on board that Japan Airlines flight, but all of those people are safe and accounted for. However, any Australians in need of emergency consular assistance should contact the Australian Government's 24-hour consular emergency centre. Crews are working to restore power to almost 50,000 Victorian homes and businesses after wild storms lashed the state. A severe thunderstorm warning was issued for Bendigo, Maryborough, Castlemaine, Kennerton, Ballarat, the Ballerine Peninsula and Greater Melbourne. The Bureau of Meteorology has warned the risk of thunderstorms and flash flooding would persist into Wednesday today. In tennis, US Open champion Coco Goff has started her 2024 season with a victory over fellow American Claire Liu at the Auckland Tennis Classic. The world number three used her powerful forehand well but took time to find her range, finally securing a 6-4 and 6-2 win. Goff defeated Arina Sabalenka in the US Open final for her first Grand Slam title last year, boosting expectations for her Australian Open campaign later this month. And in Perth, Novak Djokovic overcome a wrist injury to defeat Czech opponent Diri Leheka and kept alive Serbia's hopes for qualifying for the United Cup quarterfinals. The world number one was troubled by his wrist during practice and with the injury requiring intense treatment from his physio. Clear to play, the 24-time Grand Slam winner was on track for an easy victory after winning the first set and shooting out a 3-1 lead in the second half. One local Serbian fan says Djokovic always overcomes his obstacles. His strengths are he, he never gives up, and this is why and this is why the that's this is how we like we're very proud of him because they've been committing in Australia, and um, yeah I think he'll do really really good. I think he'll he'll take this Grand Slam. He'll take the Australian Open for sure. And now a look at today's weather. Wednesday, third of January, Broome is sunny at thirty-five. Perth is mostly sunny with 33, Adelaide is cloudy at 27, Melbourne has some showers, possible storm at 27, Hobart a shower or two at 27, Aubrey Wodonga showers, possible storm at 33, Canberra also showers, possible storm at 28, 
Wollongong is partly cloudy at 27. Sydney is mostly sunny at 29. Newcastle is partly cloudy at 30. Brisbane is much the same at 30. Townsville is partly cloudy at 34. Cairns is a shower or two at 33. Alice Springs is increasing in clouds at 43. Darwin is having a shower or two, possible storm at 34. The Torres Strait Islands are having that similar at 33.